When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to You Love to See It, the podcast where we watch TV shows and movies and tell you all about them. I am your host, Danielle, the psychedelic ending Riendo, and I am joined by two incredible co-hosts today. I'm joined by Fernanda. I, for one, welcome our insect overlords, Prachas. How are you today, Fernanda? Hi. Hello. I am antsy to get started. (laughs) (laughs) On fire. On fire, I am. (laughs) Wow. Wow, really good. I'm really, really happy about this. <laughs> very, very elaborate, very sophisticated. Uh, but hi, yes, excited, excited. I'm so glad. I am also joined today by LB, Horse Girl Hunk Tears. How are you today, LB? They killed my horse. I know. <laughs> and you better smack them up because how dare they kill your horse? That was a nice horsey. That was, was very my upsetting. horse. Very that upsetting. was your horse. It, it was. <laughs> It's very upsetting. We're watching an upsetting film, and I'm going to tell you <laughs> what that film is. <laughs> uh, we watched Phase 4. In the next few moments, we will try to give you an impression of a new kind of film experience. If your curiosity is aroused, you are ready for Phase 4. They're sending back my message. What does it mean? This is no message. If there's an intelligence there, I want it to know there's an intelligence here. I believe that they'll move rather quickly into desert areas, taking over the countryside first, then laying siege to towns and cities. We have only one chance. How do you fight a force that knows what your next move will be before you think of it? Phase 4 is a 1974 science fiction horror film, the only feature-length film directed by graphic designer and filmmaker Saul Bass. It stars Michael Murphy, Nigel Davenport, and Lynn Frederick. After a spectacular and mysterious cosmic event, ants of different species undergo rapid evolution and develop a cross-species hive mind, build seven strange towers with geometrically perfect designs in the Arizona desert. Scientists James R. Lasko and Ernest D. Hubbs set up a computerized lab in a sealed dome located in an area of significant ant activity in Arizona. The ant colony and the scientific team fight each other. Now, that's the general plot, but that doesn't really tell you kind of the vibe here or what's going on. Uh, which we will discuss as we discuss this film. But as always, we like to start off our discussion with the first scene, which is a segment where we kind of introduce the film and we talk about our history 
with the film. I'm going to guess that only one of us actually has a history with the film. And I'm going to go with that person first. LB, <laughs> this was your pick. And I just want to know a little bit about your history with Phase 4. How many Phase 4s have you have you watched? <laughs> uh, this is only my second time watching it. Okay, okay. I saw it at um, the no longer existing uh, repertory theater Cinefamily that um, was... A great place in a lot of ways, but was run by a guy who turned out to be a total fucking creep, Uh, um, which is why it is no longer existing. But um, everybody else there did really great work, um, including uh, getting this getting a screening of phase four that included uh, the original ending. Um, Cinefamily was right near where I used to work in West Hollywood. So I would go there with... um, at the time, my coworker Matt, who now runs uh, Cinema of the Damned in Amsterdam, is this Damned Matt? Like, uh, is this Matt with? Is this Crawl Matt? No, no, that was Sean. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so. It's sorry. all right. It's all right. I apologize. I'm so sorry to both Matt and Sean. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, it's cool. And yeah, Cinema of the Damned now does stuff on Twitch instead of uh, um, instead of in person, but because of pandemic but yeah um i think matt was like hey there's this crazy ant movie we gotta go see it (laughs) and i literally was like a weekday after work like i wasn't even this was in an era in my life when i wasn't smoking weed uh i maybe had like yeah I, i maybe had like a drink after work between work and seeing this movie it's so fucking weird and i just i i remember really liking it um then we were talking i'm not a big like environmental horror person Mm. like i don't know a lot about it like as as i've mentioned in previous uh weeks this month um like i'd never seen jaws before like Mm -hmm. you know i'm i'm not the most familiar with the genre but i was like oh what would be a good balance to everything we're watching i was like oh fuck phase four i have a feeling i want to hear what everybody thinks of this and also i would really like to see it again yes oh my god yes fernanda how about you what is your history with phase four yeah i Never heard of it before. (laughs) Not gonna lie. It's like artsy, psychedelic, 70s movie about ants. Uh, Would not have been a choice I would have made for myself uh, without the podcast. However, and... uh, this has happened a few times uh, with this show. I ended up being like, you know what? I'm glad I stepped out of my comfort zone. Okay. <laughs> because I don't, I'm confused. Yeah. I have questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, more questions than answers, you could say, after watching <laughs> <laughs> this movie. But it is exactly the type of movie. Uh, and that's where I think like LB really made the right pick. That I feel like it's cool for us to discuss. Like, if I had watched it and didn't have the perspective of having, like, a a Mm -hmm. (laughs) roundtable, the perspective of having people to talk it over with, uh, it could have been a frustrating experience. But then I was like, (laughs) you know what? This is going to be really interesting. Like, I'm looking forward to unpacking this this whole situation. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really glad that it was an we have a positive uh, slant here to it. I also had never seen it and I, I had never heard of it either. Um, and I love horror and I love, love psychedelic stuff and I love hard 
sci-fi a lot. Like, I, I don't think it's always well done. In fact, it's very infrequently well done. But this feels like very intense, hard sci-fi horror, which you almost never get. Uh, and spoiler alert, LB, this might be one of my favorite movies, at least of its type, that I've ever seen. Like, Holy I, shit! I love this so much, and I was so <laughs> enthralled and also so uncomfortable while watching it, but it was the kind of discomfort I wanted to have while mm-hmm. watching this kind of movie that mm-hmm. I am beyond thrilled that we're talking about it today. And again, spoiler alert, I thought Creature Feature Month was going to be pretty wacky. And, you know, there's some wackiness to it. But overall, I feel like we've watched some of the most interesting movies in like constant in such a concentrated form that I am like pleasantly surprised by how. And, yeah. Just how interesting. Key, and we low key broke uh, Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By our very mm. controversial uh, stance yeah. on alligators. Yeah. It's true. So there's it's, that, Danielle. Uh, it's 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 true. We we somehow broke ba- barriers and boundaries <laughs> by doing <laughs> Creature Feature Month, and here we are with one of the weirdest movies uh, outside of like full art house. Because I don't feel like it's like all the way. It's not like experimental art house or anything like yeah. that. It's not. It's not. It has a very, mm-hmm. you know, distinct plot and it has three acts and, and things like this, but pretty wild, pretty wild movie that starts out with space. We start out with like space and psychedelic animation about space. It looks like an eclipse at first, kind of. And there is voiceover narration, which we we understand pretty soon on. It's from J.R. or James the one of the two scientists that's uh, one of the main characters in the movie, there's only a few human characters in this movie, really three kind of central characters and then a, a, a family, um, a poor farmer family uh, that, that gets, you know, uh, has some issues with ants, I guess you could say. Um, yeah, that's, that's one way of putting it. You know, they have some issues with ants. It, it, it's, it's a problem. Um, but we talk, we're talking about like the events of space in the spring. Something happened and, you know, it was a whole, I'm really paraphrasing, but it's like, oh, something happened. And then nobody really thought much about it except for this one biologist, Hubbard. Uh, is it Hubbard? Hubs. Sorry. Hubs. Why did I say Hubbard? One he looks like Hubs. a Hubbard. And he, he may be a Hubbard. Who he's knows such an Hubs L. Ron Hubbard. This yeah. man. <laughs> His name should have been Elrond. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Hubs, who is a biologist who notices that something is going on with the ants. And we go from like, psych- not psychedelic quite yet, but like a pretty cool, you know, a little bit avant-garde uh, space animation to real life shots of ants. Ants yeah. doing a lot of things. Ants doing a lot of things that they don't do. Meeting up and communicating and like having a truce among ant uh, I don't know what the proper phrase is. Colonies? Here. Communities? Colonies. Communities. Yes, I, I like I that. That's know. very, very good. Yeah. The groups. The groups. And this part of the movie was a little hard to watch because... How did they even shoot I, it, though? I'm sorry I, to interrupt. This is a nature photographer. Like, I'm like, I was watching it and I was like, okay, this is the 70s. So I'm sure like whatever yeah. secrets have been like already out for uh several years and i'm like i don't and i don't know much about movies or about anything really knowing things i feel only leads to trouble so i avoid knowing them but i was like how do they make this like are these real ants and how do they get them to act like this it was very mysterious i also was like 
So I take notes. We generally go off of Danielle's notes because she <laughs> yeah. takes the most detail. Sorry, best sorry notes. for everyone. But because <laughs> because my notes are just things like whoa, yeah. and then how the <laughs> fuck did they do this? How and why did they make this movie? The most like I say, how and why did this movie happen? Repeatedly throughout yep. my, my yep. notes, just because I'm just like like yeah, okay, it's real ants. It's yeah. got to be real ants. It is. Yeah. Um, so it's nature photography. It's like the beginning of it feels like you're watching like a David Attenborough yes. insect documentary with mm-hmm. but that someone has taken out the the David Attenborough narration and added in their own narration. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um which would honestly like I think be a really cool way to make a horror movie. Yes. <laughs> or to make yes. a, a movie just to take, you know. But like that's kind of how it feels. And then because you're like in the beginning, answer, the ants are doing pretty normal ant stuff, mm-hmm. and then as it goes on, they're doing less and less normal ant stuff. But I'm just like, did they have an ant wrangler? Did they have ant <laughs> actors? Like, did they yeah. have an ant trainer? Did they get Ant Man? Like, I don't understand how they <laughs> got they the ants <laughs> to do what they wanted to do. Thank you. Like, I'm sorry, but no, Thank I had the you. same questions, Fernanda. Like, how? And you would yeah. think like ants are a difficult sort of just animal insect creature i don't work with exactly and i was like i must be stupid because i have no idea how you get to i don't know we'll get we'll get to several and related like the ants must have a great agent because they are (laughs) well except for the ants who definitely got killed (laughs) we should should have added the disclaimer yeah there's some dead dead (laughs) ass ants in in this movie for sure yeah (laughs) like warning some ants were definitely harmed in the making of this film. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We even have a, an end funeral. We'll get there. But like, yes, it was yeah. very, I was the entire movie. That was the creepiest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. But it was just the entire movie. Like how, how like mesm- and I wasn't high. I was like legit, like sober just being Me like, too. I'm not even, <laughs> this is not on my brain. This is like weird. <laughs> Okay, yeah. can I also just point yes. out that the director of this movie, Saul Bass, mm-hmm. um, this was his only feature film. Yeah. He is okay. famous for being the guy who did the title sequences and posters for uh, some of the most iconic, like, late mm-hmm. 50s, early 60s Hitchcock, movies, Hitchcock. including yeah. Vertigo, yeah. North by Northwest, Psycho. West Side Story. Like, these are, like, when I think of, like, really cool um, title sequences and really cool posters, Mm -hmm. really cool design, like, yeah, it's it's this guy. Like, the man with the golden arm thing, it's just, it's this, it's all these weird, like, if you're thinking, you're closing your eyes and you're imagining, like, mid-century Hollywood, like cool Hollywood movie graphic design, you're probably thinking of Saul Bass. The weird shapes and cool typography and like kind of abstract, like, you know, inspired by cubism, but in kind of like a hip mid-century American way. Yeah. That's that guy. Yep. And he. And this is his weirdest- one movie. <laughs> 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 it's this trippy ant. 
it with like real footage of real ants. Yeah. Maybe that's what we were saying before. Like, uh, like some people should just like quit while they did it after doing one thing. So they don't risk like ruin it by doing it, doing other things. Maybe that was him. Like, oh, I wanted to do a movie. I did it. Like, let's not, let's not ruin this. Like I have this weird end thing with two endings to my name. Uh, and also the legacy of all the uh, title sequences. Apparently, I linked to it. There's like a YouTube video like with famous famous title sequences from Saul Bass. And the video is like an hour long. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. It's it's absolutely wild. And I, I appreciate it so much. I appreciate it even more because of this. Like, this is a really wild fucking out there hard sci-fi movie like real hard sci-fi movie about scientists doing fucking science shit and a quarter maybe more of this movie is like weird frame rate ant photography <laughs> like for real real with superimpositions and psychedelic animation and like what truly wild shit happening so i just i appreciate this so much like i just appreciate it um and also, I don't like ants very much. I'm not going to lie. I hate ants. They creep me the fuck out. They creep me out. They really creep me out. I am not, like, I'm not, like, much of a wilting flower. Like, bones, blood, all kinds of stuff. I'm like, yeah, this is fine. This ants is, is where you draw the line. I mean, it's more like it's the swarm effect for me. Okay. Like, yeah, one ant is fine. But, like, <laughs> when you see ants, like, eat something. They're creepy. That's fucking creepy. It is, <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, that's a lot thing. in this. Yeah, yeah, that's the whole thing, right? Because the whole gist of the movie, the whole idea is that they aren't powerful in themselves. They are powerful as a community. Yes. And I get that in a rational level. But unlike you, since I'm not really creeped out by ants, like the entire movie just felt very low stakes to me. <laughs> and then, you know it's not low stakes. It's like the like it's fucking mankind that's at stake. It's not yeah. low stakes. But <laughs> but in my mind I'm just like it's just ants. Just step on them. Um so that's I think we've established I have trouble with proportions throughout our Creature Feature That's Month. Okay. But that was kind of yeah. my thing. With it. I was like, okay. I know this is scary, but it's just ants. <laughs> I, know, I think you have a good... I mean, <laughs> I do not find this... I find it cre- creepy and interesting and unsettling. But mm-hmm. the, the connection between the creepy ant stuff and what's going on with the people doesn't completely land for me. Ah, so I... I didn't find this. I don't. I didn't find this a stressful watch at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just found like the, some of the ant stuff kind of creepy. But sure, like, sure. I do think that the like where this movie doesn't quite stick the landing for me is actually in um, bridging that divide mm-hmm. um, between the really close up ant photography and the people doing stuff. Mm-hmm. And like as cre- as gross and gnarly as some of the ant stuff is, which we should we should get into. I, yeah. I do think that. Yeah, the stakes didn't quite feel there for me either. Mm-hmm. Okay. I still love it. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was sitting there fucking terrified. But I also <laughs> oh, no. no, no, it's okay. Like, listen, it's gonna hit different. Like, yeah. I feel like there's a version of this movie with different critters, perhaps, that just hits <laughs> yeah, different. Absolutely. And that's okay. You know, everybody's got their critter. You know, so. <laughs> I think of ants as being very inconvenient. Like they don't scare me as individual creatures; they scare me as being like 
this is going to be so expensive. I have to throw out so much of my food. Like, yeah. oh yeah, uh, Paul saying oh, if it yeah. was roaches. That roaches, there's that roaches uh, short in, is it Creep Show? Mm, yes, 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 yes. I think I, I, think I know. It haunts me about. sometimes. You yeah. know those things where you have like, where your brain's like, hey, yeah, you know how you're falling asleep? No, you're not. Yep. <laughs> Rumi hits that. So yeah, yeah. I was more totally creeped out critters. by the like praying mantis, for instance. They sure. Oh, sure, the praying sure, mantis was more. cool and cute. Yeah. I liked yeah. it. No, I, I, get it. I, I feel like this is just one of those, this is one of those things, right? Like we just have individual differences on, of creepiness factor with various insects. And I, mm-hmm. I also fully watched, respect this. Yeah. I watched Nausicaa, The Valley of the Wind over the weekend. So I'm also like kind of in a pro bug mindset. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, Love you. Your pro bug stance. Yeah. <laughs> LB, make the bugs have a point. Yeah. That's LB. where it was at by the end. I'll be taking a hard pro bug stance on the show, which our uh, listeners will appreciate because that guy hopefully as long as like, we can't trust bugs but like, okay, i've been really mad lately right like really mad lately yeah. Yeah. um my cousin was telling me yesterday that she's really stressed out because her childhood best friend is expecting her to come to this wedding and be in this wedding indoors no masks vaccination and tests not required Ugh. and i'm like and i'm just thinking to myself like why are people so fucking like selfish like why can't people think about like why can't people take responsibility for like mm-hmm. the good of the collective you know who takes responsibility for the good of the collective ants, ants. ants. <laughs> we would be better off right. if ants were running the show listen it's that's just where like i'm at borg. right now it's just like the borg maybe it's that's just... why it creeps me out so much <laughs> i mean it is it's kind of a proto-borg situation it's a proto-borg huh? borg borg situation like this movie proposes a borg situation kind they of. even get a they even learn like we need a girl <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> honestly, they're even like, we need a hot girl. Like, honestly, honestly, <laughs> we, need some, we, 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 we have everything, but we don't have boobs yet. That's what it is. It's like, it. We've got everything. Give us the boobs. Now we have everything. That's what it is. <laughs> That's what it is. That's what this movie is. <laughs> Nailed it. Figured it out. Seven of nine. Phase four. Phase four, aka phase four, seven of nine. That's the whole title of this movie. But yeah, I'm sorry for being this much of a nerd. (laughs) I just I had to Google it. I found out it's a Star Trek reference. Yes. Uh, So please go on. I was just like, (laughs) do I laugh to pretend like I'm in on this? Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for everything. Uh but But it's fine. But yes, ants. And Borg and ants are really kind of the star of the show here. Uh, we we get uh, some shots. Uh, we go from the very creepy shots of ants uh, communicating and and sort of uh, be evolving and learning language and all sorts of stuff to the two scientists driving into a sort of ruined area. It looks like a desert, but it clearly used to be like a prairie, like a farm area. And they're doing some investigations because they're about to set up their lab where the entire point is going to be for one of them, who is a biologist, again, Hubs is the biologist, and James is a cryptologist, I believe. He is going to try he to is, learn the language of the ants with his magical he's a numbers computer. Guy. Numbers okay, guy. Okay, but what he does say is that he's going to do some game theory. Going to do some <laughs> game theory, yep. <laughs> the first pro gamer, says Paul. It's true. It is true. He is a pro what about gamer. chess players? Oh, what about competitive true. chess that's people? True. 
And gamblers. They've been around for longer. It's true. I'm sorry, Paul. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. he's <laughs> Paul saying he's the first to do esports. That's true. That's true. He is. Okay, he's okay. A computer. My bad, my bad. It's true. Oh my god, it's so true. It is it's very good. Uh we get a lot of like really foreboding shots where they look at some destroyed uh, like a destroyed town. They meet up with a uh farm family where there's a uh, mm-hmm. a young lady on a horse. There's a young lady on a horse. Uh, a horse girl. And I was very afraid that they were going to make her like a romantic interest uh, because she is young. She is obviously very young. Uh, and they also go to a farm area where there's like a crop circle kind of thing. And we start seeing evidence that insects have gone into the heads of a larger creature. So we're seeing all sorts of really weird, creepy stuff that really kind of sets up the tone for the rest of the movie. Uh, we're already like in deep and it's only like a few minutes into the movie. So they do a very good job genuinely of like setting up what's going on, establishing this is fucking creepy. It makes Earth feel otherworldly, which is really, yeah, really I was cool. Waiting yeah, for alien stuff the entire time. Like I was like, oh, this is probably an alien thing. And after the 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 ending, like maybe we don't really see it in the movie, but I thought it might have something to do with that. Yeah, I, I think it's, like, implied that there's an alien signal that taught the ants to do this. Yeah. Uh, oh. There's some, like, alien signal in the very beginning, because they're very vague. They're, like, events of right? space. Yeah, yeah, they're, like, if yeah. the events of space, and, like, we see that animation <clears throat> at the beginning, and that's, like, what prompts the ants to do stuff. But again, it's, it was it's like, pretty... Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I thought it was, like, an astrological ant singularity. Mm. Oh. But no, like, alien in- intelligence guiding them or anything. I mean, no, yeah, no intelligence, okay. but just, like, a natural cosmic event of cosmic mm. force, of, like, cosmic ray weirdness. <sighs> like, the singularity, you know. Ah. That people talk about. They, but just not for people, for ants. Gotcha. Okay. It opened the ants' minds and made them, like, enlightened and made them realize, like, we need to stop fighting each other and work together and take over. And take oh. over the world. Yeah. Joe Rogan yeah. should really interview an ant. <laughs> that does seem the astrological <laughs> happening. Oh and it could happen God. to us humans. Then he's like, Word? Oh You're kidding. God. In humans. And then the guest is like, Yes, there's evidence. There was a study. In, like, New Zealand that already saw signs of it happening. And then it's like, that's wild. And that's it. That's oh a whole thing. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Just imagine him rolling a tiny blunt for an ant. <laughs> yep. And yep. like, wow. Wow, that's amazing. Wow. <laughs> I'm so sorry to Paul and our listeners for that sound I made. I no. tried to lean as far back from the mic as I could. It was so good. It was real. Oh. I love it, real. honestly. I, I, and whenever somebody reacts with this much enthusiasm to anything I said, uh, I'll take it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm also not the one editing it, so there's that. Uh, <laughs> it's but, okay. Yeah. I cackle into the mic like every day. Poor Paul has to hear my cackles, <sighs> and I feel very bad for him. Uh, I'm we sorry, would, Paul. Okay, I think like I would need to go back to the opening sequence to understand exactly the implication. It's but pretty I vague. I don't know if it's, yeah, it's yeah. really vague. Yeah. I don't know if there's like, if, if I think all of our readings are valid. Mm, um, true. It's just events in space is events the line. So it's space, like, that could be aliens, it could just be astrological phenomena. It could be either, right? So, yeah. yeah. Or astronomical. Like, it could yes, be, yes. you know, just a thing of radiation that only hits ants. Yes. We don't know. Exactly. Um, 
So yeah. and then is, at this point we're getting to the farm, right? Yes. The, yeah. Where we, we have oh, our yeah, horse we're at girl. the farm. We yep. meet the, the Mildred the, and Earl. I want just say. the most like Mildred. central casting yeah. old <laughs> American farmers. Yeah. That's who we have here. The thing is, like, um, Mildred was probably like thirty, and they were trying to make her look oh, like an oh, old lady. I could swear oh, that was my first thought. Yeah, but yes, and name her like, Mildred. They've made like a little like ditch of like of gasoline. Like they're going to set yeah, on fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. Yeah. I don't know how that well that's going to work, but uh, the scientists are like, "Hey, guys, what if you leave?" Yeah, <laughs> like, maybe because there's ant, you're an ant. You're so this is like ground zero of ant hell. So maybe yeah. you should evacuate. And they say, "Get off our land!" But it's I think my body. Live. I can do whatever I want yeah. with my body. I get to decide if I sacrifice my body to the ants. It's true. I'm not going to take part in your evacuation experiment. It's my right as an American to die at the tiny, hairy legs of the ants. (laughs) Yeah. This keeps coming up. It's (laughs) beautiful because they do take a stand in the name of their freedom. And it it works out a certain way for them. Yes. So the ants have built these fucking, like, I guess they're supposed to be, like, ant hills, but advanced. Like towers. So they look like obelisky tower yeah. type things. And it's mm-hmm. like you are we are kind of getting some like 2001. Yeah. Um which is like if you're wondering like how art house, how mainstream cinema phase 4 is, uh phase 4 kind of straddles that like if you've seen kind of science fictiony stuff from the 70s that's obviously really really inspired by 2001, but also really inspired by like kind of schlocky science fiction uh-huh. from the last history of science fiction. Phase four kind of sits there. So we have like, stru- like the way the movie's structured, you have all these conversations in laboratories and the conversations, what they're saying, like seems pretty legit. The yeah. science, like, like Danielle saying, like, this is a hard science fiction movie. Like they're mm-hmm. taking this pretty seriously and it seems pretty well researched, but it has still has that like fifties vibe of like two white guys in a lab talking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And one is kind of a rebel. Yeah, you need that. Yeah. You need the man. He's kind of a, a pirate almost. Like he has yeah. like pirate energy. Honestly, like, Hugs is like a weird pirate or something. I don't know. It's like yeah, he's he's a lot basically, um, or armchair general, I suppose. Uh, but yeah, they, we have our we have the the setup with the farm, and then we see the setup with our lab, which LB did a good job explaining. Like it, that set sure is very like straddling between very very hard sci fi with a budget, and then like yeah, some fifties sci fi kind of shit. But it looks cool. It's like a bunker with a lot of computers uh, yeah. and a lot of equipment and laboratory equipment, and so on and so forth. And there is like an inciting incident, basically, where uh, somebody on the radio, I guess the authorities, are like rushing them to get a reaction out of the ants because they're there to study them. And so Hubs just takes it upon himself to take a fucking shotgun and like just blows up the fucking ant towers and the ants retaliate. They actually go to the farm. They, they fucking infest the whole farm. There's a really scary scene with the poor horsey who's been, 
attacked by the ants and they try to drive away. They try to drive towards the lab and they are perhaps eaten, perhaps possessed, perhaps a little bit of both uh, by these ants and Hubs retaliates himself by using the yellow. We don't get any more details on the yellow. It's, it's the just yellow. yellow. We the know it's yellow. not good. It's the yellow. It's extreme. That, it's got a yellow button. It just like sticks but, everything. Everything sticks together and dies in the but yellow. But what I don't, why did he kill the horse? I still don't get it. Just because the horse was freaking out. Because they shot the horse. It wasn't the ants, right? Right. The, the horse was freaking out because I think the ants were on it or in it. Possibly in its head. I think the ants were in the horse. They were in okay. it. Yeah. Okay. Because remember, they'd gone in the sheep. Yeah. You're yeah, right. and kind of it goes into people's yeah. heads and animals' heads for sure. And like you shoot a horse if its leg if their leg breaks often. Yeah, time. Yeah. So like if your horse is being tortured to death by ants, like I do think that's a legitimate reason to shoot a horse. It is, but a, did they know it was sympathy. being okay? Well, uh, I don't know. That's yeah. a good question. Yeah. Also, true. I'm gonna just you know. Oh God, I can already. I'm already getting attacked. Like, yep. People are there's a, a carrier pigeon. Has just arrived. He says, "How dare you say yep. that about horses, yeah. <laughs> fucking monster!" Yeah, I'm, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to uh, to to so sorry to, to bring that that I'm that question upon us. It's it was okay. it was the 70s. People dealt with uh, their farm animals in in a certain way. We don't condone it. Okay, yeah, internet. Exactly. We're just saying it's a statement of facts. It's not a support for the attitudes. This have been constructed around my house by ants. Oh no! <laughs> um, oh, although, like, yeah. okay, when they activate the yellow, though, I just have to shout out the like sprinkler system they yeah! have, which are just these like sick as hell, yep. like silver spheres full of holes that just like spray out poison. It's cool. It's the cool. outside of their little like lab is so it's like this cool dome. Yeah. I want to live in a cool dome. Right? It's, it's such a like, cool dome. Why yeah. am I here in North Hollywood and not in the desert in a fucking dome being right? cool? They were eating like powdered food though, and the bats didn't. You could just build a kitchen in the dome. You could, you could. If like with some adjustments I can absolutely see and if like the yeah, the air condition is working properly. Yeah, yeah, that's the other thing. working. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it's like, it's 2021 now. We have better technology for domes than yeah. they did in 1974. We do. You're we right. have better domes. It's true. <laughs> our domes are better. Yeah, like, not better domes. Some things have been worse, like our acquisitive power, and like, people can't buy stuff for houses, but our domes are better, so. Yeah, yep, Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly you uh, know you, you win some you lose some you mostly lose you mostly but lose but we have better dogs we get speaking dogs. of losing yeah big f in the chat for the uh the farming couple yeah um yeah we've got science boys are out in the next day and they're like cool science fiction hazmat suits. suits yeah uh and they see what they've done they Look around, and then there's like a, uh, I always call it a, uh, a Wizard of Oz seller, because the first place I ever saw one of those, like, things. I think it's where a storm seller? A storm seller. The first time I ever saw one was in the Wizard of Oz, and yeah. we don't have stuff like that in California, so I'm just like, that's just what from, that's just from that. Yeah. But yeah, the, uh, the horse girl has hidden in. The storm cellar that for some reason exists at this dome that they've built. Yeah. Um, very handy. I, 
Yeah, I hadn't even thought about it. And I'm like, why? It just occurred to me. I'm like, that's kind of weird. Because we were talking about dome building. Um, so they end up having to, like, adopt this girl. Yeah. Who is, and, like, 16. Uh, she's young. She's supposed to be 16. Yeah. yeah I think the actress was an, as an adult. but Yeah, she was. The but character. The oh. character was. And there's I've, a... Uh, go ahead. Go ahead for now. No, if you allow me, not necessarily now, I would I would like uh, permission to go on a small tangent about the actress because I was mesmerized. Uh, she has I a think, really yeah. interesting story. Go for it. I think you should go for it. Yeah. Because the actress is Lynn Frederick. And yes. I was watching the movie and for some reason I got that feeling. I'm like, this is like a very pretty lady who I don't remember seeing anywhere else. And I'm sure there's a story behind this. Okay. Yeah. So I dug it. And by that, I mean, I mm-hmm. looked at her Wikipedia page. So take it with a grain of salt, listeners, like everything else I say. But Lynn Frederick was like a thing for a while there. She was like a teen icon. She was like in magazines and stuff. She was on a bunch of movies. She was like turning down good like uh, scripts and shit. Then she married Peter Sellers. Yep. And that was her downfall because Peter Sellers got really sick while they were married. And he wouldn't allow her to like get jobs because he wanted her like to care for him. And she did until he died very young. And then the will left her like most of his estate and left his children like with barely nothing. So holy shit. Yeah, she got like so much money. And it was super controversial at the time. And she was dubbed like a gold digger, a professional wife, whatever. The backlash was so much that she was like blacklisted and she stopped working. She like oh, moved shit. from England and went to the US and like became a recluse, basically. Oh, like didn't want to do media or anything else. She also married someone else famous uh, that I don't remember right now. David Frost. Um, okay. But I was like, that's Wow, that's a crazy story that poor little Kendra, this unassuming yeah. little presence, has such a, a story. Sorry, end of rent. I just wanted to share because I thought it was really interesting. No, it's really valid. And it also ties into my one negative about the movie. So I, I think <laughs> I've already said I really, really love this movie. But apparently she was like really not treated well on this set and was encouraged. Oh, I to- didn't know that. Content warning. Right here, content warning for eating disorders. But she was encouraged mm. to basically starve herself so that <sighs> she would look younger. They made her oh, wear, like, no. a corset to, like, hide her figure. And then, like, and it's like, fuck you. Like, fuck, fuck off. This is a person. Don't fucking tell her to starve herself so she looks younger. If that's the problem, then cast a younger person. Like, don't fucking, sorry. That's my one negative. That sucked to to read about. That really sucked. Dude, and it was crazy. She does a great minute, job and like whatever, you know? Like I don't the know. minute I saw her, I was like, I'm sure like I see this very like pretty lady in a screen in the 70s, and I'm like, I'm sure she's been through some sexist bullshit. Yep. Yeah. hundred percent. Hundred percent. So uh, that really but in sucked. the movie she, that she has other yeah, the movie she has yeah, other problems to deal with. She's actually <laughs> great. Like, actually, I think she does a wonderful job with the character. And the character is kind of the most human character. Because James, I mean, let's talk just a tiny bit, I guess, about our characters. Because, again, this is super hard sci-fi where the characters aren't necessarily the main draw. It's the wild concepts and how they deal with the wild concepts. But Hubs is like, again, he's almost like a pirate figure who really wants to go to war with these ants. He thinks he's at war the whole time, basically. And he does get bitten pretty early on and is definitely battling an infection and maybe some of it's the fever, but who knows. 
James is a little bit more human. He's very into, obviously, his numbers and his computer, but he feels he feels really bad when people are killed. He has a real mm-hmm. reaction. Like, people are dead. People are dead. Like, he's very upset about it. And he treats Kendra with warmth and not inappropriate warmth, which I was very afraid of. Like, oh, I was actually, I was watching this and I was like, oh, please, 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 please don't make her like a love interest if she's very young. Like, let's please be nice about this. And he's like, no, she's like a kid. He He's very warm towards her and very like, big brotherly, which is nice, actually. And she's just, she's a scared kid who's traumatized by what's happened. It has like very, very realistic emotions and actually deals with things a lot better than I probably would deal with this. Like she does have one outburst, but otherwise she fucking holds it down pretty well and also makes like a big action towards the end of the movie. So it's like, yeah, she's actually awesome for like a teen girl character in a seventies movie. She's pretty fucking chill you know like she's especially pretty good yeah what's especially impressive to me about this character and this performance actually is that um a lot of the time especially like in the early 70s and the 60s um even into the later 70s you get these like if you have a teen girl character who there's like kind of two kinds one of them is nothing and the other is like, she's loud and precocious and sassy. <laughs> yeah. And like, Kendra's really, qu- qu- Kendra's quiet and freaked yeah. out in a yeah. way that feels really real mm-hmm. and isn't in the like, well, she's a pretty meek young thing who needs to be protected. Right. She's just like, flips the fuck out because she has mm-hmm. nothing and she lost her horse. She's a horse girl, which yep. if you've never <laughs> met a horse girl, that's the worst thing that can you can do to a horse girl is take away her horse. So... <laughs> She's way more upset about the horse than her grandparents. Yeah, she's way more. I said it again. If you've ever met a horse girl, realistic. very realistic. Realistic. Yeah. Oh my God, that was absolutely the first thing I said. I was like, okay. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Maybe she didn't have a good relationship with her grandparents. Yeah, yeah it's possible. Uh, one thing that's interesting, like in, when we're talking about the human dimension of it, because it's very clear that uh, even though the first, the original pro gamer, uh, he's like a numbers guy and he's the human guy. And there are two moments, right? Obviously when they find the bodies, cause hubs like, he doesn't give a fuck that there are yeah. people dead. He's just like, Oh, this is interesting. Like they invaded this. And meanwhile, Canadian tuxedo guys, like, dude, they're like literal bodies. Right. <laughs> so it's like, again literal bodies but also when he's talking about the ends hubs he's very deferential right to not i mean he's he wants to go nuclear on them but like before he's watching them and he's like oh they don't like they don't survive they're not individualistic they don't care about like they're not working toward themselves it's all for the community like they all work as a single organism and he seems like very fascinated by that idea of just a collective uh, mind instead of like maybe individuals. So when he was really like nonchalant about the deaths, I felt like that scene had really set it up well. And I was like, he's either a fascist or a communist. I can't really figure it out (laughs) at this point. Red Brown. (laughs) 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 Like, I don't even know from this particular speech, I would need to know more a little bit about about hubs uh yeah. But yeah and when he gets bitten i'm like is he gonna turn into an ant but it's yep. not that kind of movie yeah i i thought the same thing like all right <laughs> there's gonna be a shot where he has like an ant head like just, <laughs> he's just gonna wake up like the original the fly from the 50s he's just gonna be like do 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 i'm a guy and then all of a sudden oh ant head 
Like that's what I thought was going to happen. But yeah, it's a Just it's a slightly rolls, more huh? yeah, right, slightly more sober uh, move. Well, I don't know if sober is it's slightly more California sober. I don't know how to put this. Where it's, <laughs> it's like this movie's wacky. not drinking, but it's on drugs. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. <laughs> Like that's, that's it's very on. serious. It's like it, it's yeah. It's it's very serious about it's it, it's precise drug intake. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. It's microdosing, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. it's a microdose. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Yeah, it really is. Um, which again, I really appreciate. There are very few movies that do this well. Like very yeah. few, vanishingly few, uh, that kind of do this vibe well. Um, but because it really we is kinda, about the vibe. Like more oh, than yeah. anything else. And LB oh, yeah. is our vibe curator. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. If LB oh. says the vibe is right, I'm like, it is. Oh, thank you. That means a lot. That's like my goal. That's what I always kind of want to be. I think a big a big contributor to that though is the like clinical um documentary feel yes. of the ant footage. Yeah. Um, because I think I know what you mean, Danielle, that a lot of the time when movies try to incorporate experimental techniques, um, it feels like like I had to turn off Mandy uh an hour in because okay. I was so fucking fed up with it. Because yeah. it felt so because certain there are certain ways of doing experimental techniques in narrative cinema that I find like really like self-indulgent and masturbatory in a bad way. Yep. Um, And, and obviously like that's completely up to personal taste because I also love things like Hannibal, which, you know, the Hannibal (laughs) TV show, which is about as masturbatory as it gets, but it's like my style. So it's cool. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. 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 But like the, the fact that this feels that this footage looks even when crazy shit with the ants is starting to happen, um, the the feel still reminds me of like a nature documentary, which really grounds it and keeps it from feeling like it's up its own ass. Yes, Does that makes sense. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I agree. So it really yeah. gets away with it for me. Um, yeah. And like as this is happening, ants the ants footage is getting weirder and weirder. Uh, We talked about the spring, you know, the yellow attack. And we have this amazing sequence with uh, an ant kind of that has survived the yellow. Because it kind of takes some like a a parcel of goo and starts taking it down into the ant colony. On its last legs. It is dying. On its literal last leg. It dies. Yeah. It's dying. It's dying on this mission. And then another ant comes and takes it. And it's, you really get a sense of this like collective, like Mm -hmm. complete lack of individuality. Like, you know, each ant is one part of a whole to deliver this poison to the queen. And it's beautifully shot. And I don't know how they, I mean, I guess like they just like, they put some yellow food coloring on some sugar. Yeah. And like ants love that stuff. Um, and they feed, and they find they get it to the queen, and she eats it. And you, there's a shot of her laying a yellow egg. Mm-hmm. And they talk about it later that like they have adapted now, and they do have they they hatch these yellow ants that are immune to the yellow poison. But it's so well done and so cool and creepy. And again, it's that it it's this real documentary style nature filmmaking. So it just, it, it's just so unlike anything else I've ever seen in a horror movie yeah. or a science fiction movie. Yes. 
You're right. It's just, it's facts. It's not like, this is not fabricated. This is fact. Uh, and, and for that to the, be this wild concept yeah. is incredible. <laughs> the laying of the egg is just the grossest thing I've seen in my life. And I say that as a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> I, How did we, he? I have so many questions. Like, it's, I don't know. Yeah. So many I questions. Guess, yeah, I have no, I don't know if they did that in post or like if... They figured out if you feed a, a queen ant enough yellow goo, <laughs> she will just like the the you know the goo around her egg will turn be, yellow. That would be amazing. I want to know. I want to talk to the ant wrangler yes. who made phase four. Yes, <laughs> the ant the ant person, the ant guy, Mister Ant dude. I don't know, <laughs> Mister Ms. Mix, like whoever you are, whoever you the are. ant team. I guess I should just watch the credits and look for the ant person. Please email us. We would like to hear from you. We would like a voicemail, an email, whatever communication that you prefer. Like, please. We just need some answers. We don't even need to make them public if you don't want. Just for ourselves. Honestly, yeah, we we need to know. We need to know. And it's really wild and creepy that this is just how fast they evolve. Like, this is like, oh, a society working at peak perfection even during a war, because now there's a war between the humans and the ants. Like they started this war, we're at war and they are able to evolve and they are able to now start coming into the facility and start attacking things strategically like the air conditioner. They start attacking the air conditioner. They're in a desert. So it becomes very, very, very hot. And the computer only works for a few hours a night while James is feverishly working on uh, plotting uh, the language, first of all, learning the language of the ants, and he figures out it's all commands that the sounds are making. And then he figures out, like, oh, uh, there's actually, like, a geometrical aspect to this. And he starts figuring out, um, he sends a message that is uh, a shape. And they send a message back that is a shape with a dot on the side. And he eventually figures out that it is a plot of the facility itself, the dome itself, and the people in it, which is Truly wild, truly mind-boggling. All of this is happening while Kendra is still being an absolute trooper. Uh, she did smash up some ants because she was mad at them for <laughs> killing her horsey. And like, okay, listen, yeah, we get that. we're allowed <laughs> to be angry after what happened to her. We're allowed to be a little angry. And she, again, really does hold it down like a little boss for most of the movie. So um, it's, that's pretty good. When and first- Hubs is going just losing his mind more mm-hmm. and more and more. He's like full-on Captain Ahab. Maybe that's why I think he's a pirate. He's not really a pirate. He's a whaler. And, like, he's full-on Captain Ahab. Also, like, his arm is fucked up from an ant bite. It's disgusting. He's falling apart. He's feverish. James is trying to kind of help him. And they actually come to this very Star Trek-esque, like, moral debate about be at war with them or try to talk to them. Mm Because James really wants to have a communication. He thinks he's making progress because... They sent out, he sent out a mathematical shape, like a geometrical shape. They sent one back and he's like, I think communication is possible. We're talking in the same language a little bit. And Mm -hmm. Hubs is like, no, you got to fucking kill these fuckers. That's where the queen is. I got to go fucking kill this queen. It's like phase four walked so that a rival could run. Yes. Yes. And honestly, I think phase four is a lot better. Why? Controversial take. Honestly, I really do though. Arrival is take. Arrival is well written, but I have issues with its execution. 
Um, I think the screenplay is great. I Look, I have the screenplay for Arrival here on my desk, and I read parts of it every now and then, because I think it's so well-written. But now I'm getting off topic. Sorry, sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah, but it's very much the <laughs> dilemma with yeah. whatever foreign attacking creature, right? Yes. Like, do we communicate or do we just attack? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is really good and actually handled pretty well here, especially because what we know of Hubs is that he is a little deranged even from the beginning. He's very cold and clinical even from the beginning. But how much of this is the fact that he's like had a fever and his arm is falling off like, he, and he's mad? Like, I get that as a very human reaction. You want to hurt the thing that fucked you up. Like, I I get it. I get it. Like, I got it with Kendra and I get it with him. James is the only one who's not been fucked up by the ants yet. Like, he, he's the one who's like, no, we can talk to them. And the other two were like, well, they killed my whole family, and well, they <laughs> half ate me. Yeah, <laughs> like, my horse. Listen, fuck my family. Who cares? <laughs> they killed my horse, and I'm pissed. And I get again, I get it. This is a very human reaction here. So I, I appreciated that little tiny bit of morality play about the sci-fi as well, which is pretty cool. Uh, at some point, Hubs also, like, destroys the radio, which is the most the thing moment in this whole thing of like, ah, no, <laughs> yeah, fuck this shit. It's us. It's us versus them, which is really, really, really good. Uh, oh, yeah, there is. Paul is noting very, very well here. There is a what is their goal? What do they want? Which is the, you know, way less corny way of being like, what is the weakness? You know, in a much, <laughs> a much lesser movie, a much, much, much lesser movie, uh, much like, I don't even know how many levels of much we can do here. Much lesser movie would say later on with a whiteboard. Uh, but here it's done in that, like, what do they want? You know, what are their goals kind of thing? But that yeah, is a good like, question. Right? Like, what are they trying to achieve? Yes. Like, okay, the, say the ants get the society they want. Like, what is that? What What exactly is it that they're after with this whole situation? Like, do, do they want this world, this earth? Like, they can fucking have it. It's falling apart. Right? And in the 70s, people are only just completely... <laughs> really making that public, right? That was only like early 70s uh, that really, truly the research was starting to come out, right? And the books uh, were starting to come out in mass market. But yeah, it's very, 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 uh, it's very interesting. And we only really get a sense of that at all in that alternate ending, which we should probably talk about in a second because uh, we're getting we're getting towards the end here. I just want to note a couple of events towards the end. Um, again, this movie moves pretty fast. It, it doesn't feel very short, but a lot of things happen. A lot kind of goes on here. Uh, and it's, yeah, it's quite a bit. Uh, so Hubs actually goes out trying to find the queen. He gets sucked into a hole and just eaten. <laughs> I don't know if he gets sucked into a hole as much as he like, they've built a trap. Mm-hmm. Ah. Like it's a, uh, yeah, like they've dug a big hole that's kind of like yeah. in the, the cool square, kind of rectangular shape right. with a false uh with the kind of a, yeah, a, this is like a roof a over it to make it look like it's a fucking trap though. Yes, they built yes, a trap. Yes. Uh, they built a whole trap and it looks like there's nothing. Yeah. Um, and he falls <laughs> into it. And, and he's you, just eaten. Yum, yum, yum. And he gets eaten. Yeah. 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 And Kendra also sacrifices herself because uh, an interpretation of the drawing of the geograph- uh, sorry, geometrical plot that the ant sent back to James was that it wanted one of the him or uh, or her, and she thinks again, pretty reasonable uh, assumption here that oh oh okay I, I like this guy he's nice to me he's been like a nice big brother uh, you know he hugged me when I was sad and wasn't weird and inappropriate so thank you big brother um, and was like 
okay, I'm going to sacrifice myself so he'll be okay. Uh, so she goes out and kind of makes a sacrifice, and she's really brave. Like, she, honestly, 16-year-old young person doesn't know much about the world, but she knows enough to try to be like, listen, I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to do one for my team here. Uh, and she is mysteriously taken away, which we will see her again uh, not long from now. And then James is kind of all by himself at this point. Uh, he goes out in his hard suit and he's like, I got to go. I got to go do something. Now, my interpretation of this was he's got to go warn other people uh, and like tell other humans like what's going on. There's some voiceover. It starts to get a little trippy here. And there's some voiceover that he's like, I still think, you know, we could have communicated. I still think we could have found some common ground. I still think that intelligence, you know, he, he has a line earlier about intelligence knows intelligence. And he his mm-hmm. whole plea was like, know that there are intelligent creatures in here. Know that we, you know, are worth existing. We're not just, you know, features of the landscape or whatever. Like we're intelligent creatures in here. Um, and it seemed like there was some progress towards that. But again, human nature, human folly, violence, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and then he starts walking through the fields. And eventually he just throws off his hard suit because he's so fucking annoyed. And this, I can't even tell you how much this spoke to me as a, a healthcare worker in the pandemic of like, you know, at first in the pandemic, I was going out in not like this, but like a Teflon suit for sure. N95 eye protection, you know, the whole thing. I'm still doing the N95 eye protection gloves, et cetera, et cetera. But like, there is a point where you've been wearing that fucking thing for so long and it's 200 degrees in that fucking thing. And you are so sick of fucking being in it that you're just like, Bleh! I've done that with masks before. Maybe not quite as dramatically because, you know, I do this part time. I don't do it full time. And I know I, I sure I'm know. not in the middle of a desert. Oh, yeah, probably. I'm not in the middle of a desert. I'm in New York in the summer, which gets pretty hot, but it ain't a desert. It's not it's nothing close to a desert. So, no. Yeah, I don't I don't have any shade for this guy. I get it. I have felt this feeling that he is having right here. Throws off the suit and eventually uh, comes to a little cave. I forget the exact reason why he goes into this cave. LB, do you remember the exact, like... I don't know. Okay, this is okay. A, at this point, it's just, like, cool, trippy stuff is happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm not, not really, really worried about, like, yeah. re- reasoning okay. or what's ha- actually happening. I'm just like, yeah. You're just in it. You're just in it. The music yeah. has gotten really, really um, amazing and weird. He walks into this cave, he, or, or kind of stumbles into this cave, right? And, and he has a weapon, or what he's going to use as a weapon. He kind of walks in and he witnesses this fucking shot, this shot of like the sand in the cave parting as a woman's hands come out of it. And of course it's Kendra, it's her. And she weirdly kind of walks toward him. And I truly expected at this point for her to start like talking with like such a fucking sci-fi convention, like talking with ant voice being like, Hello, human. Like, that's what I was, like, genuinely expecting. Like, human, what are you doing? Like, doing, like, that voice. But no, there's no talking. They kind of stand next to each other while a bunch of truly wild and trippy visuals start kind of going on. There is voiceover in the original ending, in the movie I saw with the, whatever, the studio ending. There's a lot of voiceover about, like, you know, again, like, I, I, I still think we could have talked to them. We could have communicated, but we will be told. Like, that's kind of what it ends on. The VO and the original ending is we will be told. In the trippy fucking original ending, it goes much wilder, and it kind of gives you a vision. I'm going to just try to, 
I'm going to try to give you my interpretation. I definitely want to hear both of your interpretations. Uh, but it gives you through wild visuals, some really like avant-garde types of visuals here. A lot of superimposition, a lot of fading, a lot of kind of wild stuff going on. Gives you a view of like an insect human world. Like what the wor- what what human life looks like in this new world on top of these wild pyramids and geodesic constructions like is there an alien implication here like i was even i kind of listened to like a podcast like a, a on the movie earlier today and i was like okay maybe somebody like has a theory or whatever and it's like no i don't i don't think we've we've settled on something i think it's probably like what i got from it was that that was a glimpse into a society where the ants and the humans like merge in a way, but and that's like what it looks like because you can see them in the little tiny houses and stuff. But that's kind of like where I, what I got from it. Yeah, uh, I kind of read it as like okay, so because you have these shots of people kind of moving through these um, kind of mazes, and there's conversations about you know uh, experiments and lab rats and a whole thing about like oh wait a second are we in the dome being experimented on um instead of the ants being experimented on Mm -hmm. so yeah i kind of got this and they're these yeah these really cool structures um i i love this i i love 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 this um when i saw this they showed this ending afterwards and i guess this is supposed to be like the phase this is phase four um is this like ant human life Um, where, yeah, the ants are studying the humans and changing the humans. And there's all these things of like, just, uh, it's just fucking cool as shit, man. Like it's hard to, yeah, it's just cool. It's just, this is what I like. This is how it should have been released. I think Um, it's a bummer to me that they didn't like, I think the, uh, the ending, they, the studio ending they went with, with the voiceover is cool and all, but yeah, this weird trippy thing with no explanation and just like people, all these different people in like these different spaces and ants kind of watching over them trying to figure out what they're doing. It just, it just rules. This is what I like. This is what I like to see. And honestly, like when I recommended the movie, mm-hmm. I'd forgotten that uh, this wasn't, that this wasn't the official ending or that this wasn't the ending that we went with so i was really really grateful when uh fernanda pointed out in uh um in our slack chat like oh hey you know there's this other ending i was like oh no yeah no that's the ending that's the one that's the, that's that's what i was thinking of because i remembered it like i remembered the um the visuals of her like kind of coming out of the sand mm-hmm. and then all the weird crazy structures yeah, and I was like, "Yeah, this is it. This is the movie." And apparently, it was the total cult thing for a while, like the lost ending, like people trying to like get their hands on the <laughs> lost ending, and then it was released. I think officially, I think the news story I sent was from 2012 or something, and then they did mm-hmm. like they released, and I still don't understand why that ending was cut because it wasn't I mean it was disturbing a little bit but and there were boobies but other than that like I mean if you look at the um if you look at the poster for the movie mm-hmm. um 
it's a little confusing because the trailer uses some of the footage from the ending they don't use, mm. but the poster gives, it has this very like normal horror movie okay. thing. In, um, yeah. And wasn't the phase four supposed to be the, the final stage that's shown in the, I read that somewhere. It's not my theory. Yeah. 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 That that's, this is phase four. Is that ending? It's like this is phase four is the ant human world. Yeah, I love that idea that yes, this is phase four. Like this is what we've been building towards the whole time. And we have those little titles throughout the movie that have like phase one, phase two, phase three, and then this is phase four. Uh, it's fucking awesome. Uh yeah. what a what an ending. Then they cut it out. I know. <laughs> this is fucked up. It's I'm so like, pissed. Like, why is the movie named Phase 4 if we don't get to see Phase 4? I have questions. Right. I, I told you I had questions. I still have I them. Know. And I couldn't find, a, like, an explanation. I think it's yeah. that the studio fucked up. And they were, like, trying to... Mar- they weren't sure how they wanted to market it. They mm-hmm. wanted to market it as, like, this weird trippy thing or as this, like, straight-up, you know, environmental horror movie, mm-hmm. science fiction thing, which is kind of the po- you get the vibe I get from the poster. The poster is, like, the day the Earth turns into <laughs> a graveyard. Like, it's so not yeah, the energy yeah. of the movie. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I think that's what happened. Yeah. Is the I'm just glad the ending is out there and that I it's... can put it in, in my brain. Yeah. Like, in my editing Same. brain, I just put that in. And I'm like, yeah, that's a real ending. So that's what happened. <laughs> I'm just like, good for me. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's I, that's totally what I did. And why I didn't link you oh, the, nice. the extra ending. Because <laughs> in my mind, I had totally replaced the original ending with the, uh, or the yeah. studio yeah. ending with really the awesome good thing. original ending. All right, everybody. Thank you so, so much for joining us, not only for phase four, but also for Creature Feature Month, which has been, I don't know. One of the most fun months, I think, of doing this whole show. I've been having the time of my damn life. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I've been really Thank enjoying it. Thank you for it. picking this one, this month, this theme. Uh, yeah. It was so much fun. It's a good theme. I'm so glad we did it. Uh, sneakily just... existential. Yeah. I really, I feel like I learned things about myself, about y'all, about life, about the world, about uh, the Earth. universe, you know, about Earth. Earth. Yeah. <laughs> about ants. About sharks, about alligators. I don't know. I feel like I've learned so much. Uh, And I'm so glad that we have gone on this beautiful journey together. Next month's theme, we haven't named it yet, but we have a theme. And uh, that theme is going to be music videos. Just like, you know, the MTV Generation style. We're doing music videos next month. And we have a beautiful slate for y'all. We're not going to tell you uh, exactly what they are yet because we still need to plan it. But we will tell you. That it's time to get ready, get funky, get fun, get fresh with some music videos for next month. So that's going to be fun. That's going to be a good time. Uh, so that's what we have for you this week. We do hope that you enjoyed uh, your cinematic journey with us, your very trippy cinematic journey with us this week. Uh, please do uh, rate and review the podcast if you have a chance. It helps us so, so much. Please tell a friend. Listen to all of our excellent shows at fanbyte.com slash podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter at Fanbyte Media, Instagram and TikTok at Fanbyte, and of course, on Fanbyte.com. And that's not all, folks. You can also watch our streams on twitch.tv slash Fanbyte. Thank you so much to Paul, the scientific gamer, Tamayo, for producing. You can also follow Paul on Twitter at Polymayo. How about you, Fernanda? Where can we find you online? 
You can find me on Twitter at Nanda, N-A-N-D-A, Prates, P-R-A-T-E-S underscore. And you can also listen to more on my voice on Best Camp of My Life. Uh, also here on Fanbyte, which is my uh, the podcast that I host on MMA and MMA-related matters. And sometimes matters that have nothing to do with MMA. You should check it out. If you're cool. all, all kinds of matters. Exactly. I, I love it. It's very, very good. LB, how about you? Where can we find you? online you can find me on twitter at hunk tears you can find me on letterboxd as hunk tears and you can find me doing stuff on fanbyte.com i'm on uh, a podcast called friends reunion i hang out on some of our streams sometimes i write occasionally we have a good time here at the fanbyte family of products yeah you gotta love the fanbyte family of products i agree <laughs> <laughs> i'm at danielle ri on twitter as well and you can also join us of course on discord at fanbyte.casa if you'd like to that's what we have for you this week until next week when we hope that our insect overlords are kind to us you love to see it <laughs>